If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. There it is. Doctor, doctor, <laughs> give me the news. <laughs> oh, man. I know, we're not going right into newsy news. I don't know why I just said that <laughs> I don't know. at all. <laughs> it kind of feels like that, though, I that, that rip. When I heard the rip, yeah, it was kind of, yeah. Um, uh, Jason, how are you, brother? Man, doing awesome. I am full of turkey and smashed potatoes. Already? Dude, we had um, a weekend of Thanksgiving at my in-law's. And we had some family in town from Florida and decided to do the Thanksgiving thing this weekend. Nice. So, yeah, man, I'm getting, you know, the the normal American way, you know, three, four (laughs) different Thanksgivings. Why not? 500 so, grams of carbs. Exactly, man. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm floating on, uh, you know, stuffing and, 
Yeah, well, everything else right now. I was hoping to come back with a little more food, but I didn't. I was up yeah. north uh, oh. hunting and up there for six days mm. and just got skunked. Mm. There was We missed the rut by a couple days, so that means all the... The, the the deer that have just mated with the does, the bucks, they're kind yeah. of laying down and being all lovey-dovey with them and, uh. you know, protecting them, and they don't come out for anything. And usually between the three neighbors, between the 120 acres that we have, we get 10 to 12 deer. We gotcha. got one yearling between the Are three of us. Are you serious? But I was up there wow. with my brother and my dad, so it was a good family oh, time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, gotcha. t- talking uh, theology and crypto and oh, man. New World Order. and That would have been fun to be listening maybe, to. Yeah, exactly. You guys get into it, man. I love <laughs> we, it. We do get I into it. I love it, man. But it was it was good. But uh, it's cold. It's chilly in Michigan. Uh, fall is upon us. Yep. We got Thanksgiving coming up. That's right, man. So it's good. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, let's get into it tonight because we've got uh, a, a special guest with us tonight. Um, he is one half of the Reformatory podcast, which deals with the local church. Uh, what is the local church? Uh, how how do we grow it? How do we biblically live out the local church? And uh, he's going to be talking about the local church, Mister Josh Loftus. How are you, sir? I I am doing well, gentlemen. How are yeah. you? It's awesome to be here. I'm glad, we finally made it happen. That's right. <laughs> After much messaging yeah. back and forth, uh, we we got it to happen. That's right. Yep. And we're, we're happy to have you on, support another brother in the Lord. We love bringing people on that have a passion for certain subjects, uh, and you d- definitely do, and we wanted to have you on to talk about that. But before we get into what you're all about, what your podcast is all about, we want to do a little newsy news. Yeah. Um, are you ready, Jay? Let's do it. News, the news, the newsy, newsy news, the 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 news. Oh, yeah, we do do got some news. What do we got, Jason? So I don't know if anyone knew this or not, but there was a case going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin over the past (laughs) few weeks, and uh, we have decided to go ahead and add it into the Newsy News because it was an extremely important case and an extremely well-fought victory. for the defense. So you're talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle obviously. Rittenhouse, yes. Um, and I I think we just, we really wanted to uh, just go back and forth about exactly what was not said on media, mm. on, you know, on, on social media, what not, was not allowed to be said. Um, and and I, just, I just have quite a few points about it. Sure. And if, if I could just read a few of those for you guys. Um, just about what actually was going on during that. Yeah, let's clear it up because there let's, was a lot of misconception in the yes. media. So there's uh, talks of uh, some of the media outlets being sued because of the Correct. libel and slander. Yeah. So what do we got? So just a few points. I didn't know that Kyle put out a dumpster fire that was being rolled down to a gas station to blow up with people all around. Yeah. Um, the police were told to stand down as businesses were destroyed. Interesting. Um, Kyle's dad, grandma, and friends all lived in Kenosha, 20 minutes from where he resided with his mom part-time in Illinois. Which I think the narrative was he had no business being there. Had, he didn't have any relatives. Exactly. Why was he there? Exactly. Yeah. Why was he there to help his community? Um, that Joseph Rosenbaum knocked him down twice, then attempted to kick him with lethal, lethal force to the head. Mm. Um, that Huber had hit him in the head two times with a skateboard. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many things that were bring being uh, 
talked about while he was on the witness stand. And misrepresented and too. Misrepresented, calling being called a, a mass murderer, a white supremacist. And this might be the show that gets us kicked off for for good on social media. <laughs> it's a shadow band finally. <laughs> but uh, but you know Wait, what? I'm man? on the last one. Congratulations, Josh. Back in my yeah. day. I was I was on the last show dead right. dead bed walking. Josh <laughs> killed it. They are now dead yeah, that's for right. sure. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, man, this is, this is something that was in the media that was being, you know, he, he was being ruined. I mean, yeah. the, the things that even the president of the United States was saying, but actually let's remember that Trump was the first one to actually not just give yeah, not a judge. verdict Be- right believe away, it or right? Not. Yeah, yeah. The king, the king of jumping exactly. to conclusions exactly. and judging was like, hold on, let's wait and see. He was like, let's see what the facts are, right? Good but uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Greg. No, um, it's just it's just insane. I mean, first of all, we don't believe this country, this culture doesn't believe in uh, innocent until proven guilty. Right. We're, we, we judge by the court of the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that in this case. Obviously, you don't want to see lives taken, yeah. uh, but I'm a strong believer in the right to self-defense. Um, biblically, I see where Christ sent out his disciples with self-defense weapons. Uh, we see in Proverbs where it talks about that. We see in Ecclesiastes where it, where it touches on that. So there's a biblical defense of being able to defend yourself against mm-hmm. someone. Obviously, you'd like to always... Um, always solve things peacefully. And I'll tell you what, Kyle had a lot of maturity for a 17 year old because there was multiple times where people were calling him names. Uh, there was some um, African Americans calling him some racial names and, and, you know, he had a gun in his hand and he kept right. walking, trying to help people. Um, you know, the thing that really hurt the prosecution too, was them bringing in video evidence of him just walking up and down going, Hey medic, does anyone need right. any help? I'm here to help. Uh, and being very peaceable. I'm glad the verdict did come out this way because it was something for uh, self-defense yeah. and legally owning and using a firearm. Correct. Um, yeah. If it would have went the other way, I, I think it would have set a very, very bad precedent. And it's just it's just so sad that I talk to so many people, uh, especially in politics, that just watch headlines of mainstream yeah. media and then gather their information from that and then make a, you know, an opinion or a theory well, or, a, you know, off of that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the social media. Lying. That's, that's the social media generation that we have. I, I mean, I truly believe, I mean, you know, here, here's something else just to uh, bring up yeah. during this time as well. But uh, um not only were they calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist, which <laughs> the is only white not supremacist true. that kills white people, by <laughs> yeah, the way. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, right. And then <laughs> alongside of this, it's the, it's the only time Black Lives Matter burned something down because a white guy got yeah, 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 exa- yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the the media was saying what would happen if it was on the other side. Well, there was something that happened uh, on mm-hmm. the other side. Andrew Coffey the fourth found not guilty of murder. Attempted murder in Indian River County SWAT raid. Now this this is a really interesting story. They the, the SWAT team. This is an African American man, um, uh, but he uh, was in a his his father's drug house. The the SWAT team was raiding the house. This this kid this guy um, shoots his uh, shoots an officer. Okay. Um, shoots his girlfriend, and his dad ends up taking the fall for this whole situation. Wow. But this kid ends up uh, getting, being, you know, free. Found not guilty. Yeah. Found not guilty um, by, uh, you know, um, protecting his uh, his home, you yeah. know, um, but- <laughs> even though it was a drug house. <laughs> yeah. 
Before before we throw it over but to found John. Found not guilty. All right. <laughs> Just yeah. to be clear, it was a drug house. Yeah, right. But not right, guilty right, of murder. Right, right. Before, I, right. before I throw it over to Josh, too, I would just say my stance is I don't care uh, who you are, what color you are. If you're doing it legally, I don't care what your nation of origin is or anything like that. Yep. If you're using legal self-defense, then I, then I will support you. Right. Um, Josh, what do you think about this? You want to throw in your two cents on the Kyle Rittenhouse since uh, everyone else in the world sure. is? Yeah, right. Mine as well. Right. Um, so I so I'll, I'll I'll say a couple of things first through through this entire trial. My my criminology degree was just going nuts <laughs> because <laughs> the art, the type of arguments that were being made um, primarily against Rittenhouse by the prosecution was just completely and totally bonkers to oh. me. And and I put something out um um, even even like like one of the main ones that stuck out to me now some background on me I'm an old farm kid I grew up on a on a ranch out in eastern Washington horse ranch like for you know until just 2016 or so so oh so you're I a domestic up, terrorist then, yeah yeah that's what you're saying yeah uh, well white Prepper. supremacist domestic yeah, yeah. terrorist <laughs> Prepper. Uh, make, make sure to get it make sure to get it right say my name right. um but 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 it's it's uh it's it, what was really interesting to me yeah one of the arguments that the prosecution made was you and i'm going to try to quote it as verbatim as i can but he said you lose the right to self-defense if you're the one that brings the gun and and i heard that comment and i and i just like i about self-imploded for one right um but but the other thing and i think i actually put this out on twitter that a a very interesting observation that i had once the once the verdict came out right and all of the the hubbub and the people angry people cheering you know on obviously on both sides um I, i i have found a very interesting observation that that i think as christians like like where you fall on the right to self-defense versus not right to self-defense which is i mean basically where you fall on this trial i think has a lot to do with how you were raised yeah and i and i and i I really i really think that because i've got a lot of friends good good brothers that love the lord and 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 i believe are completely saved that are on the opposite end of this from me Right. And I'm yeah. scratching my head thinking, man, like one, it still is innocent until proven guilty in right. this country, right. at least supposedly. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and two, if you have to separate the different events, like was he right for, you know, I mean, you, you can make the you can make all the arguments. Well, should he have been there? Should he have not? Yada, 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 yada. Right. None of that. None, none of that matters once someone is attempting to take his life. Right. Correct. Right. Because you can't charge somebody for being stupid. Right. 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 Um, So the minute lethal force was administered and attempted on Kyle, he had the right under constitutional law, under the laws of America that we live in right now to defend himself. And in my my ultimate opinion over this whole thing, and it'll probably get me canceled again or whatever, but it it should it should never have gone to trial in the first place. Right. Right. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so true. Those are my thoughts. What else do we have? Uh, let's see. Let's, let's yeah, go right down the, the line here. I yeah. have something for you. A yep. uh, little good news. So a few months ago, we reported that there were um, 17 missionaries kidnapped in Haiti by mm-hmm. a gang. They're about an hour and a half away from us in Ohio. Uh, two got released. It says two of the 17 missionaries kidnapped in Haiti more than a month ago have been released. The U.S.-based religious organization they worked for said Sunday in a statement on the website. The group, which included 16 Americans and a Canadian 
was kidnapped on October 16th by a notorious gang east of Haiti's capital. We've learned that two of the hostages in Haiti were released. We praise God for this. Only limited information can be provided, but we were able to report that the two hostages who were released are safe, in good spirits, and being cared for, Christian Aid Ministry said. So praise God. Yeah. Uh, we know we put out kind yeah. of a, a news blurb uh, to all our listeners. Be praying for that. Mm-hmm. You hate seeing that happen, but uh, as Paul told us, um, we have to remember our brothers and sisters yeah. that are in prison for the faith, that are being uh, kidnapped for the faith, that are being beheaded and killed and tortured and martyred for the faith, just because we've had it good for a long, long time here in America uh, doesn't mean that we can't forget what's going on in the world right now in other countries. So true. So at least those two are safe. Let's keep praying for the return of the other 14. Definitely. Amen. What else do we got? Anything Uh, else? Yeah, we just wanted to do those two. I think that Kyle... Rittenhouse story was kind of a little bit long, lengthier than we usually go, but uh, that okay. was a, that was a pretty serious case. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was that was something that was you know we had to talk about. Cool, that's yeah. the news. And What's going to get us canceled? Was the newsy news? <laughs> there we go. Awesome. So, Josh, I forgot about that drop. Oh, you forgot the outro. Let's, <laughs> no, let's do it again yeah, so yeah, everyone yeah, can hear yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah, was play, play it again. The newsy news. There we go. <laughs> You can't, you can't, I love give, it. you can't yeah. give someone like me with ADD all these buttons, and I'm not going to push them now. I was going to say, man, I, like he's he's hot on those triggers. Hot so. on them right. buttons, right. <laughs> I forget. Oh. Yeah, that was the news. Sounds better when you do it. Yeah, yeah. We should just do, have you do it. Live. I need to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. I all like, right, can we get I like some the button. Get some effects on that mic. <laughs> right. I think I had a cold that night. That's why it's even like mm. you know deeper. And that was sounds good. Thank you. Barry White. (laughs) So, Josh, why don't you introduce us to the listeners? Tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about Reformatory, how it got started, what you guys are all about. Sure, man. Yeah. Uh, Well, my name is Josh Loftus, and I uh, live in Everett, Washington, which is about half hour north of Seattle. Um, So I've lived in Washington my whole life. Uh, Grew up in eastern Washington on a horse ranch. My folks uh, uh, actually still still reside there, Um, ran and still run a um, residential new thetic biblical counseling ministry uh for girls and uh women struggling from drug uh, drug alcohol addictions eating disorders things like that so grew up in the biblical counseling realm if you will so that's just kind of my my background uh in uh ministry if you will um uh i not currently pastoring but but uh, have uh have done done my my stint if you will in pastoral ministry um taking a a sabbatical at the moment because this last year's been hard. Oh. <laughs> it's been no. a tough year for pastors. It's been a tough year um, for people in ministry, and a lot of you know, obviously, a lot of factors run into that. But uh, yeah, um, grew up in the church. Um, I'm a, just for for the theology nerds that that are listening. I'm a oh, you know uh, they're listening. 16, we want to hear. Oh, I know they're out there. <laughs> we gotta we we gotta give it to them. Yeah, I am a, a, a 1689 Reformed Baptist. Through and mm. through, um, love me, love me since sixteen eighty nine, and just <laughs> yes, baby, yes, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so yeah, that's 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 who I am, um, and uh, doing the reformatory. It's a podcast for the local church and by the local church, and uh, like you alluded to earlier, we we talk about all things local church. So basically the the focus of the podcast is local church. If it doesn't affect the local church in some way that that we can actually make like a like a real tie to, we mm. usually don't talk about it because we know there's tons of other awesome podcasts that talk about, you know, a whole bunch of other things. So 
um, the love that I have and my co-host has uh, Jack. Um, uh, he we we love the local church and it's something that we've just had a passion for for a while. And uh, Jack is actually my second co-host, my first co-host, uh, Daniel. Fantastic guy. Still still talk to him all the time. Um, it's a pastor here in uh, Kirkland, Washington. Um, and uh, uh, once Jack came on board, uh, we really kind of nailed in the focus of the local church yeah. in the podcast. And uh, yeah, that's what we talk about, man. All things local church. We love it. Awesome. Very so nice. my first question is, and you, you know, I might have an answer to this, but I, I want to hear yours is why is the local church important? We, you know, we went, just went through COVID. Uh, we have yeah. so many people either not attending church or saying, Hey, look at, I can just, uh, watch online or mm-hmm. I can just, uh, you know, go to my YouTube clips or sermon index or, and watch something for a half hour and I'm good to go. Why is the local physical church so important? Yeah. I mean, fantastic question. And it, I mean, I, th- I think first and foremost, it's important because it's commanded. We are, we are commanded in the word of God to gather with the saints, right? And when we talk about the church, we're talking about the people that have been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ, Mm. his church, his elect, right? The church is not some physical location that you go, we are the church. Now, however, people often use that as an excuse then, well, I am the church. I don't need to go to church, right? Right. Um, we are commanded first and foremost in scripture to not forsake the gathering of believers. And last I checked, the gathering was more than a party of one, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, we are commanded by, uh, our savior through the pen of, 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 uh, well, I'm going to say Paul. Uh, I know that uh, the author of Hebrews is hotly debated, but I'm going to say Paul. No, man, it's Um, Apollo. Cut him off. He's done. (laughs) We think it's Paul too. You're good. You're in good company. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And then I would also say that the, the local church, right? The gathering of believers that you make a covenant uh, promise to be in membership with is where we get our community. It's where we get our encouragement and it's where we get our accountability. Those are kind of the Mm. three things that we talk about on the Mm. podcast. So we need community. There's no such thing as a lone wolf Christian. And if there is, he's super, super weak Yeah, because mm. none of us are meant to walk this Christian life alone. We need the community of other believers around us. That's mm. it's how we were. It's how we were designed. And mm. it's a huge blessing that God has given us. So we need the community. We need the encouragement, especially this last year. We've seen what happens when people neglect the local church and, and, and neglect the gathering together. Yeah discouragement and walking away uh, from the faith, you know, this, there's, it's not a surprise to me that this whole quote unquote deconstruction movement is hot on the tails of COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All good point. Because we have, we have gone through a year and for, you know, where I am up up here near Seattle, we're like, we're still dealing with it Mm. where church, the gathering has become something that you can just do. And I think we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but, but it's, it's something that you can just do online. Yeah. It's more of an event than a covenant relationship with mm. somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, which is where, which is where the um, accountability comes in um, is yeah. there is nobody and no group of people in my life that are and should be more in tune with the things that I struggle with in my local church, my mm-hmm. pastors, my elders, uh, the people that I'm in community with in my local church, because I know that I need accountability. Right. I know that I need other Christians around me. 
I'm not designed to walk this alone. So I need encouragement. I need community. I need accountability. Um, there's a whole bunch more, but, but, but we, those are, those are kind of the three big picture reasons of why, why we need the church is because yeah. one Christ commanded it Two, um, it's, it, it, it is it's it's ingrained in in just who we are to to need other people and yeah. God's people are the ones that we were designed to need as Christians. Amen. Yeah, we had um, Dale Partridge on a few months ago, and he was doing home churches, and he's uh, started a what you call it a, a school? Did he call it a school to raise up was pastors? A, yeah, like a and like kind a school of train, or seminary kind yeah, of yeah seminary type situation. But you know, him just talking about the home church was really interesting to me, um, just mm-hmm. because I feel like certain mega churches. Um, Maybe I can't stand whenever I do this. It's really hard sometimes to not just like paint not, this big hey. brush stroke. <laughs> but right. like, sure. there's things that you see within the church where it's like the mega church kind of loses people. In, in, intimacy it, it, too. It loses accountability, intimacy, accountability. Encouragement, everything, he, everything Josh just said. Exactly. Know. But uh, but MacArthur, his church, you know, he talks about how there are pastors in these different, you know, roles, the elders that um, are helping him, you know, with the church. And I, I just, I just see that as something that is just so important for any size, size church to have a, yeah. a elders that are, you know, really helping the body along, right? That no one does get left behind. Um, not to not to bring a uh... <laughs> easy Kirk yeah, Cameron. Right? Right? Hold on, hold on, hold Sorry, on. We can talk about Disney's real quick. So I'm we're Disney. we're pre mill. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but in seven years, no, I'm joking. But uh, blood but, moons, red yeah, heifers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Blood moons. Yeah, yeah. But I I think I was I was just thinking about the home church and just how important small groups are. Um, I mean, Josh, are, are you seeing this as something that is like? is growing because I mean, over here, we're seeing that more and more. I mean, is that the same up in uh, Seattle area? So like, like specifically this uh, small group, kind of this, the small uh, groups, the, the home, home churches. I mean, rather yeah, than, does it, and even, does it know, matter? Does, yeah. it, does it matter if you're a home church yeah. or a large church or a small church? Or, we want to touch on that too. I mean, well, is there, is there a biblical definition of the size of a church yeah. or where it meets? Yeah. I mean, great. Yeah. Great, great topic. Just seven um, I, questions I would for say you, real yeah, quick. yeah, right. Just answer them all for us, yeah. please. <laughs> I'll do my best. Uh, like, I'll, I'll do my best. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, and I'll go. pray and spray here. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Sorry, I just had a lot of coffee. Uh, I'm drinking coffee right now. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. I get it. It's it's all right. Um, yeah. So I would say that that although um, we don't have in scripture any indication of what size a church should or shouldn't be. But I do think that we have principles in scripture and, and things that we can fall back on to kind of decide um, definitely for us, what kind of church we want to attend, Mm. but also to be able to gauge whether or not a church is healthy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm personally not a fan of huge churches. I think once you, once you step over a certain number threshold, there's debate to what that is. And I think it's it's different with every church and it's different with every community. Right. But, but, but I do believe it's true. Once you, once you walk over a certain threshold of people, it becomes very easy to come into the church and disappear. Uh Sure. There goes the accountability you're talking about. hundred percent. Right. So, so we need to, to, we need to understand that, that these large churches, although by every standard that of the world that we live in, uh, 
they're super healthy because look at all the people that's there. Right. It's not necessarily true. Right. Right. Um, the vast majority, at least out here in the Seattle area of huge mega churches are not ones that I would recommend people going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the vast majority of churches that I have attended where I have really seen the most amount of fruit and health trickle down right from the leadership through the pulpit into the people mm-hmm. is our smaller churches, yeah. right? Most of them under, under 200, yeah. under yeah. 300, which, you know, depending on, on where you're at in the country, that can either be large or small out here. That's small, right? right. If you have a church of 200, it's like, what are you doing? You know, I mean, you need more programs and yeah. bouncy houses, obviously. <laughs> right. And coffee uh, oh, and sorry. coffee. Yeah. Your coffee, coffee must be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, no, I really do think that uh, although it's not true across the board, I think that the larger the church is, the harder it is for it to be healthy. It's not impossible, mm-hmm. but, but, the larger right. it is, the harder it is. And I think if you're going to have a large church, um, I think that you, in order for it to be healthy, <laughs> I think you need to do a couple of things. I think you need a biblical membership. Uh. You need to know who's part of the flock and who's not. Right. Right. You need enough elders to be able to lead that church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The ratio. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And especially in larger churches, this is why I am a fan of small groups. Yeah. I think yeah. small groups you need small groups in a large church if you're going to be healthy because small groups are how you keep one, the, how the elders can keep the thumb on the health of the church Yeah, Uh is through these smaller gatherings. Right. Um, And, and two, your people need a place where they can get in close knit community with other people in their church. And if you don't have small group ministry, it is so difficult to do that on simply a Sunday morning in a church of 2000 people. And that's all your interaction with the body throughout the week. Yeah. yeah, And, and just to, just to tag onto this, I, I wasn't saying that MacArthur is not doing anything <laughs> as the lead sure. pastor. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I, oh, I'm I, sure they have I, lots I was, of elders yeah, yeah, too. For sure. Yeah. Lots of elders all trained very well and uh, doing their, doing their role biblically in the way it should be done. But yeah, and I would just add to that. You know, my only my only caveat with small groups is if they're if they're ran properly and mm-hmm. and with accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, what I yes. see in some of the evangelical circles, it's like uh, it's like Oprah giving away cards. It's like you get a small group, you get a small yeah, group. What yeah. you just came to the Lord six yep. months ago out yeah, of drug right. rehab? Yeah, start a small group right, for right. druggies. You're a like, leader. You're a leader. You're, God wants you to. Lead, <laughs> and they look at it. Oh, you got like, a Bible? Perfect. Well, as long as people are meeting and like at least talking about God, and it's like, well, uh, there's still has to, it can't really be like a para ministry. It still has to be under the structure of eldership mm-hmm. and shepherdship, right? So that would be my caveat is I'm okay with small groups. That's why, like you were saying, uh, Jason, when Dale was on, it was so interesting where he sets up these home churches where they yeah. actually have... I mean, they have a whole, you know, it's just like church, but it's no more than 50 people. Right. You got more than 50 people, you start another home church, yeah, not yeah. a small group, a home, it's a church. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, exactly. so th- there was, there was uh, an idea introduced to us just a few months ago of going, oh, there's this whole movement of, it's almost like a small group, but it's actually a, a, a church. Yeah. It's, um, they came together, broke bread, they sang elders, songs together. Pastor, yeah, elders, the whole thing. yeah, the whole thing. It was, a, yeah. and I think if small groups are set up that way, I- I'm good with them. I'm just not mm-hmm. good with, uh, you know, uh, so, you know, someone that uh, either isn't founded or, or sanctified or, you know, mature in Christ and then trying to lead others without any yeah. accountability from the elders or pastors. Right, right. Um, that's the only caveat I'd put on that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I mean, like you were saying, uh, Josh, the, you know, the local church can, it can look like anything. It can be big and small. And I totally agree with you on the larger the church, the harder it really is, because then you can just slip in and slip out. Um, 
and I think the accountability out of those out of the out of that uh, three legged stool that you gave us for me accountability is probably the most important. Yeah. Um, I'm a self starter. I think I, I think I can encourage myself if I need to. I can get in the word and be encouraged, mm-hmm. but I don't know how anyone can be accountable by themselves or online. Right. And unfortunately, yeah, we've seen a, we've seen a big falling away through COVID and stuff where people just haven't returned to church and they're just going, "Ah, eh, just watch it. I'll watch it like I watch TV." Right. And it's it's just sad. exactly yeah. yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It, and that, that, that has been one of the things that has broke my heart through this is, is seeing, especially coming at it. So, so I, I was in pastoral ministry for a good, a good part of COVID. Um, and, and that was one of the hardest things that I saw was one, the lack of understanding of a true ecclesiology. Mm-hmm. People just don't know what the church is. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. And they don't know why the church is important. They don't know what makes a good church and they don't know why they need to go there. Right. So just because it is, it's super easy and convenient to be able to, you know, watch quote unquote, watch church right. online in your pajamas, eating waffles. Right. It, it doesn't mean that it's real. Right. Right. You know, and, and I, and I got in trouble with saying it like, and, and, and look, I, I'm, I, I, I understand there are extenuating circumstances. Sometimes you got the flu, please stay home and don't give us the flu. Right. right? right. You know, yeah. we, we have, you know, we have the, the sermon posted up here. You can watch it. Great. You know, yeah, that's fine. In, in those types of circumstances, obviously you take it by case by case, but, but we, I think something that should have been stated at the beginning of COVID and it wasn't stated it by and large, mm-hmm. Is that online church is not church? Yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, it's the exception, not the rule, right? Right, right. It's like it's like going to a. I mean, this is a horrible illustration, but but it's like it's like going to. It's like having front row seats to like a a Tyson fight and watching it on your phone. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It's like like what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, like everything that makes it real, you have just taken away. Uh, for the convenience of being able to watch it, you know, on a on a six by four screen or however large your phones are, right? Right. Um, I guess six by four would be a pretty big phone. Would be an it? awesome yeah, phone. Would I don't know awesome what kind of phone yeah. you got. That's a, that's a, yeah, right. It's like an yeah. iPad. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> those dimensions came out of my mouth. Yeah. I was like, wait a second, that doesn't it's sound like, right. You know, one yeah, of those right. little eighteen by twenty four inch <laughs> yeah, phones. Right. Good lord, yeah. just the tiny ones. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the new yard sign eight. <laughs> So uh, yes, exactly. This 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 might lead into uh, a little bit uh, different discussion, but this is a question I was going to ask both of you. Now that I'm interviewing you guys, um, uh, no, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, just, here we just, go. Hold yeah, on, hold on, hold on. Like, why why <laughs> do you guys think so many people are leaving the church? Like, what is what is causing this deconstruction? You know, movement. What is what is causing people to just say, Meh. you know, I don't, I I believe in God. I'm going to heaven. You know, I'm good. Yeah. Like what, like what, what is that? I think, what I do think, you guys think? What do you, I, I think I Josh mean, gets to go first. This is a really hard question. I understand. understand. You're going to throw that at me first. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is is yeah. Where yeah, are we at with yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's a hard, it's a hard question. And yeah. I think, I think there's, there are so many reasons people f- will give for why they're leaving the church. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and a lot of it, uh, a lot of it is, you know, they've been treated badly or, you know, the, there's, there's a myriad of reasons that people will give. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that overarchingly, and I, and I do think, I do think that, that, that there is a small percentage um, I don't know what the percentage is, but I do think there is a there is a percentage of these individuals that were truly sinned against by the church, mm. right? 
churches aren't perfect. Leaders yeah. aren't perfect. We mess up all the time. And there are legitimate issues that should and and need to be addressed when it comes to the local church, right? Mm-hmm. However, um, my personal take on it is that we, up until this point, and I think we're starting to see it change, um, we have been introduced and swimming in this lake that is American Christianity. Uh-huh. Amen. Uh-huh. That's where I was going to go. Uh-huh. And it's now becoming very uncool and uncomfortable to be a Christian. Right. The way is narrow yeah. and few that be there find it. Yeah. And I think we are beginning to make the switch and I think it's good. I'm all for the switch Yeah. because fire produces purity. Right. Yeah. And God will purify his church through the fires of adversity. And we see that in churches in Korea, in China, Afghanistan, like, like we hear the stories about it all the time. And we, as Americans sit back in our armchair and be like, Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. That's horrible. Right. And we are just now, I think, beginning to understand a little bit of why it's risky to be a Christian in those countries. Yeah. And so far it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's mean, it's mean, uh, uh, for the most part, for the most part, it's mean comments on Facebook and people unfollowing people getting canceled and things like that. But I don't think it's going to stop there. Right. right? And I think we're, we're starting to see a lot of people, we're starting to see the fruit of a very incorrect understanding of who God is and who the gospel is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we just saw. Uh, quite a few things happen to Canada as well. And then even down here, mm-hmm. um, uh, I mean, I, I brought up MacArthur earlier, but the, gov- the governor went after MacArthur's church, tried to shut him down. You sure. know, like, I mean, it's, yep. it's, 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 it's coming, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. those things are definitely coming to America, but yeah. sorry, go ahead. Jay. No, go, go ahead. Great. Uh, yeah. I was going to call you Jason. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Jason. Uh, that's like, get me back for calling you Josh for the yeah, first yeah. three episodes. Uh, when you know I, Let's all just go by different names. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. I, call, I called him Josh on an episode. He's like, yeah, Greg, yeah. you've known me 25 years. I know. <laughs> I was like, sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, I think it's twofold. You want to know what I liked? I'm an equal opportunity blamer. So I don't, mm. I, I think there's blame on both sides for this. The reason why we're seeing people leaving mm-hmm. church is once the church's fault and and the person's fault. And I think on the church, it lands on, you've been feeding them a, 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 a cold oatmeal gospel for 50 plus years. Mm-hmm. You've been bowing to the secular culture as Christ's church. Um, you've made it all about the person and not about Christ. You've made worship a show instead of uh, to come and bless and glorify a king. Um, and you've pumped that out for 50 years as the church. As the person, I think it's what, exactly what you said, Josh, is most Christians, and I will say most, when I say most, generally 51% or more, you can look at national polling from Ligonier and some other places, they don't know who God is. Uh-huh. They don't know who Christ is. They And once again, that could go back to, to the church's fault, but it's pride and self selfishness. They go to church so they can be blessed, so they can be entertained, so they can feel good when they walk away. Uh, they don't introspect. They feel bad when their flesh is cut, which uh-huh. is actually biblical. They get upset when the pastor says something that does offend their flesh, which is good and godly. We should be offending our flesh every day, the Bible says. And it's been this way for two and a half, three generations. And what do you think is going to happen? We've said it before on the podcast, when you have a church and pastors and leaders that aren't preaching the gospel, and then you have uh, generations growing up under that, and then thinking that church is somewhere to go to get receive a blessing, get a blessing, get ahead in life, feel good about myself, balance my mental health, uh, extend my wealth, whatever it is. 
those are all wrong reasons for going to church. It is to bless and glorify and uplift a holy king who is righteous and just and who will rule and reign forever here on earth. And I, I think when we get those backwards, then we see people walking away from church and going, oh, it didn't hit my expectations. I don't feel good. Uh, they were mean to me. And, oh, now we have a fancy word called deconstructing. Yeah. And now we can sit here and complain about all the things we didn't like about church. Well, guess what? You don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Paul said, uh, why does he still find fault? Sorry, buddy. You don't get to ask why. You're a mere man. Yeah. God is God. And you need to respect him and have a holy and sovereign fear of who he is. Uh, and that's where I get a little upset when we start going, oh, well, you know, we just need more programs or like you were alluding to Josh earlier. We need more programs. We need more of this. It's like, no, more pizza. All we need is Christ crucified. Yep. <laughs> more, pizza. <laughs> yeah. more, more pizza and more Mountain Dew, please. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 that's exactly correct. Look, look, we live in a consumeristic society. We live in a yeah. society yeah. that yeah. says everything is about you. Right. That's what social media is. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is. It's about you. It is self-gratification. That's the society we live in because we are God. Yep. Right. So we are going to naturally, unless our souls are changed by the truth of the gospel, are going to naturally take that mentality into every aspect of life, our work, our relationships, our marriage, our church. Right. And what we have now is a society of people that have been unchanged by the gospel are living in ways that 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 only please themselves and do do what they want. And we view church the same way. So like, well, I really didn't you know, I didn't get much out of the music or I really didn't I didn't really like the preaching. Uh, They don't have a lot of programs for me. And and as graciously as I can look, church isn't about you. Right. (laughs) It's not about you at all. Right. You are there to bend the knee prostrate to a holy God who you are sitting before. And the only thing that is going to make your worship pleasing to him and not a filthy rag to be caught on fire is the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And we need to understand that whether we're Christians or not. Right. So I think the non-Christians, the, and then those, those that have tasted of the heavenly fruit, and then leave, that's what the vast majority of that we are seeing in this deconstruction movement, right? Yeah. But even those that have been actually changed by the gospel, we're not we're like we don't escape that mentality either. Right. Right. We have to understand that when you are there on the Lord's Day, surrounded by your brothers and sisters in Christ, you are there to worship. Mm. Yeah. You are there to worship God. You are not there to be to be to be pleased. <laughs> um, yeah, and through, but but we need to understand is that through that worship and through that service to our local church, we are then edified. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And that right? that that is a uh, great word right there. And uh, I don't know. Do, do no. Let's have, uh, let, as we put we as here? we put book, bookends on yeah, this yeah. and uh, wrap it up. Um, Josh, why don't you just throw out uh, some places where listeners might be able to get a hold of your podcast, get a hold of you on social media, and uh, maybe give us the final word on uh, local church. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, Reformatory is up pretty much everywhere you can get your podcasts. We're on all all the all the large ones: Google, Amazon, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Apple. Right. So, and then everywhere that that those sources send out to um we're on instagram facebook and twitter at reformatory pod uh it's all the same tag for all three nice um, branding i like yeah, it yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what yeah we worked hard for that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard it was a hard fought fight but but we won 
Um, yeah, so at Reformatory Pod on all those, give us a like, give us a follow. We love interacting uh, with folks, so you will be replied to if you if you reach out and and talk. Um, come, I, I will give a little a little uh, this that I that we gave our our listeners. Actually, this hasn't released yet, so your listeners are getting this before our Ooh, listeners. Nice. All right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So give it to us. Exactly. Exactly. So come the new year, the Reformatory will be launching with a brand new custom intro, which is I have to say, people listen to the Reformatory for our intro. Nice. I, I, I've decided, <laughs> and I think this one's even better. Um, and come the new year, new intro, and then we will be introducing a brand new website with shop. You can get a whole bunch of local church merch and stuff like that too. So that's coming up in the new year. Awesome. A lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Dude, cool, so man. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Final word on the local church. Um, don't forsake the gathering mm-hmm. that you, you may think no, no matter where you find yourself in life, whether things are going great, praise the Lord, or more than often you find yourself in a place of hurting, whether it's depression, anxiety, pain, whatever, whatever storm you're going through. Um, I will say that the best thing that you can do as a Christian is to gather with God's people on the Lord's day Amen. and to be in community with God's people, because it is the local church that God uses as one of the primary ways to sanctify his people. Amen. Right. right. You will be surely, surely blessed. Blessed. Do not neglect the local church. Amen. Amen. Awesome, Josh. So stick with us as we go out here, guys. As always, too. Um, we do appreciate Josh and the Reformatory coming on and talking to us. Uh, we're gonna do uh, as we uh, kind of head out here. We're gonna do just one little segment called the Mailbag. We've been getting some of your comments. We're gonna read it and then we're gonna wrap up the show. Yo. Here we go. Mailbag. All right. This one is from Matthew and Alyssa Burgess contacted us and they said, Hey guys, thanks for the great podcast. Funny, informative and edifying at its best. Wow. What's he listening to? Is he listening, he to, listening to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> He's listening to Josh. <laughs> Was he listening to the reformatory? No, this is great. <laughs> I had a, but here, the wait, 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 it gets better. He's getting to his real question. Yeah. I had a quick question uh, on April 14th episode. The intro s- song was out of this world. I really need to know who it is and what the song's called. I need whoever that is ministering to my ears often. <laughs> if you could help, it would be great. And then, of course, Jason uh, responded, and we did get in that. And it's thanks so much, Matthew. Soli Deo Gloria. The tune is by Vision. The album is called Terrible Gods. And that particular song is Area 51, some great reformed hip hop out there. So, guys, oh, yeah. uh, we like supporting EC Holmes. He's been on the podcast oh, he's before. Great. Uh, and so great. He, he's got uh, Terrible Gods, his album out. But guys, we thank you for the uh, for, for the constructive criticism, yep. for the comments, for the compliments. Mm-hmm. We do this for the glory of God. Um, we don't do it f- uh, so you guys can tell us how great we are. Exactly. But it is encouraging. Yeah, right? yeah. When for you sure. when we put out, uh, geez, now we're up to putting out three different segments a week yeah. for the last year and a it's half. Pretty busy. You know, get, getting guests, getting advertising. I mean, Josh, you know how it is running a podcast. Yep. Same with that. It's it's a lot of work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. We we do it so Christ can be glorified, uh, so God can be glorified. So we do appreciate that. So guys, as we, oh, go ahead. I, well, I, uh, I was going to throw something out there. 
You remember how I always have been up to a place whenever we have a guest? Uh, <laughs> now this this is your so thing. I, yeah, I've been. Down, well, uh, I've, I've why been, am why why do I am I nervous right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, wait, wait, so you got to set the table. I, yeah, so, yeah. so real quick, I'll give yeah, thirty yeah. seconds and then you do it. Go ahead. Go ahead so go ahead. so Jason was an internationally touring musician. Every yeah. single guest that we've had on, every single person we've met at a fight, laugh, feast at our G three, whatever it is, yeah. they say where these from, and he'll go. Oh, that little piggly wiggly right down the road, yeah, around right. the corner from you. And they're like, "What?" <laughs> right, right. I live in rural Oklahoma, you know. Dude. And he knows every every place. So it's so funny. It I've been I've been up and down the five, right? So Everett, um, I want to say we played somewhere in that area, but we also played uh, up in Bellingham. So I've been oh, through yeah. your neck of the woods, man. It is absolutely gorgeous out there in Washington, Oregon. I mean, just a beautiful place but uh i think we need to start sending missionaries over there that's that's, <laughs> he that's is, what man. i've been hearing josh right? is in the mission field. <laughs> you're in the mission field baby <laughs> yeah. you're over there i in just it. need to get some some support yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah. expensive yeah. up here man. right right it's beautiful but they charge you they charge i you know for it. right exactly <laughs> wow. no but yeah cool guys as we wind this down also we wanted to remind you uh go check us out at dmwpodcast.com you click on the merch uh tab we've got geez 15 20 new designs up for you, including our uh, Wineum Dynum Romans Ninem hat, yeah. which is very popular. We've got the <laughs> Mari Povich, uh, the Josh Bible, likes that one. <laughs> the Bible determined that was a lie. We've got our Teach CRT in School Christian Reformed Theology. Amen. Uh, we've got more uh, less pastors, more disciples. We've got all kinds of yeah, baby. Uh, all huss no. No fuss, all huss oh, uh, with yeah. John Huss. We got all kinds of new stuff up there for you guys. Go check it out at www.dmwpodcast.com. Click on the merch tab, and that will take you right there. It supports the show. It's a fun shirt to wear. It's a conversation starter, and uh, maybe make some people uh, you know, think think, think <laughs> while you're wearing a shirt. <laughs> right. So, guys, as always, we appreciate yeah, you listening. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. Josh, we appreciate you being yeah. here. You're a friend of the show now. Uh, anything you ever need, you let us know. Yeah. Jason, you got any final words? No, no, man. Good to go. All right, Thanks guys. so much, Josh. Thanks, yep. Josh. And as always, guys, God bless. Yep. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips, or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.